Welcome back to Sportsbeat. I'm Rob Drum. We are live today, and it is March 16th, and we're in the beautiful My Little Falls studio, and I'm here with Dave Warner. How are you, Dave? Yeah, you got to put that word beautiful in there first, you know, to plug it. Is. it. Yeah. I mean, the snow is mostly gone. Mostly. We got a little more over the weekend, but yeah. spring, hopefully, will be here soon. Oh, I hope so. I, I, mud season can come. I just want, I want to be able to be outside. Yep. Grow. It'll happen fast now. Yes. Yes. We're on the downslope. Yep. Let's get to spring, summer, and hold on for a while. We have another great show for you today, and joining us, I believe, with our first uh, high school coach is Kelly Shepherdson. She is the head coach for girls varsity uh, basketball at Herkimer. Kelly was at Casanova and Little Falls, and she was a 1,000-point scorer at Cas. So I, I think you know the game pretty well, Kelly, and now you're the coach over in Herkimer. So that's got to be fun for you to still be involved in basketball. Yes. Um, you know, I've played basketball my whole life, so it's nice to be still involved, even though it's on the other end as a coach. But I like it. It's good. How old were you when you started basketball? Oh, uh, I would have to say, so my dad used to coach modified basketball, and I would always go to his practices, like first, second grade. The first, I would say, organized team, um, I played on a sixth grade basketball team in third grade when my uncle coached. So I, I would say that was like the first organized basketball that I played. Nice. Third grade. Yeah. And, yep. and, and you've never stopped. Yeah, never. And, and the faculty game, what, two years ago, was the, <laughs> that was the highlight, right? Right. Oh, the faculty game last year, yeah. I was a little rusty, not in my prime anymore, but, you know. <laughs> I made it up and down the court a couple of times, so I'm going to call that an accomplishment. There you go. There you go. You, yeah. you, you did far better than me. That's why I manned the score table and, and look like I know <laughs> what I'm doing, because if I had to even yeah. shoot a foul shot, it wouldn't look good, so... So obviously, you know, COVID took over everything. I don't have to tell you that as also a teacher. Um, yeah. And it just impermeated every part of our, our society, including sports. Um, what, if any, did your off-season look like? I'm sure, you know, off-season uh, off for the summer, open gyms, all that's probably gone. What were you able to do? How did you keep in touch with the girls to try to keep them ready to go? Yeah, well, you know, in a normal year, like, Pre-COVID, I don't know what normal is anymore, actually, but like pre-COVID, we would have a summer league a couple nights a week um, up at MV, and then we would have like three open gyms just at the high school, just shooting around drills and all that stuff. But this past summer, um, we really couldn't do much. You know, I was cautious and everything, so we didn't really have any open gyms because like the high risk contact sports it was still like pretty we were pretty skeptical about that so you know we really I didn't see my players from last March when school closed until a few weeks ago I you know I kept in touch with them I would send them like messages here and there checking in and I encouraged them to try and work out on their own because that was really all I could do like the state didn't give us the okay for high risk sports and all that stuff. So, you know, we were just trying to play, play it cautious, but um, really all I could do was encourage them to still be active and shoot around at a, the YMCA if they could. So that was really like all I could do. And, and that's got to be hard leading into preseason, you know, everything, yeah. everything with Herkimer, uh, the department of health here gives you the green light. What was it like three weeks ago, something like that. And you yes. started practicing two weeks ago. So how does your preseason <laughs> look like? What does your preseason look like with no, you know, you got no, nothing in the summer, you know, no conditioning. Right. So what's that all right. look like from a coaching perspective? Yeah. So we basically had, I think Herkimer County 
and the school board gave us the okay. And then a week later we were going to start. So I think it was like a Monday and then the following Monday we, our practice would start. So, you know, typically we would do like the first few days of preseason. We really wouldn't touch basketballs. It would be a lot of running and conditioning this year. Um, it was a bit different, you know, I wasn't sure all that much like who was conditioned and I was cautious of injuries. So, you know, it was, we did a lot, a lot of basketball stuff in the first couple of days, just trying to get them back in the groove because when, you know, when you haven't played in so long, it's, you really just have to work on shooting and all that stuff and just trying to get back into the groove of things. So it was, it was a pretty hectic first week because we had games, our first game last Friday after about like, um, a little more than a week and a half of practice. So it was like trying to get them to shoot basketballs again, get in, get in shape and trying to put an offense and defense in about a week and a half is a little bit crazy, but we're trying to make it work. It's, it's honestly, it's like a go with the flow um, season. So and, and we're I, trying our best. We're and, trying our best. And I think you're going to have that in, in all phases. And, and again, oh, yeah. in, in full disclaimer, I'm, I do shot clock and table for Herkimer. So and knowing that one of the other complications, and not always a bad complication, but for adding another gear to you for um, preseason, you have a new JV coach. Yes. So how, I mean, and it's that's Laura Scalise, and mm-hmm. she's a veteran of, you know, coaching. She's been around since yes. before I was doing what I was doing at Herkimer. So yep. how has that helped you? What does that look like? I know you got a bunch of um, seniors who left last year, mm-hmm. so you filled your ranks. Yeah, so... Um, well, Coach Scalise, she coached Modified last year and, like, uh, for so many years. But when I was playing in high school, she was coaching um, at Herkimer still. So, you know, she she knows the game. And she just – the JV coach from last year had to step away. So she filled the JV spot. And, you know, we get along great. We help each other. Like, we, we think alike. So um, no issues there. And I'm really, really happy to be working with her. And she's, she's awesome with the girls and she knows all of them too, because she had them in modified. So, so it's good because she already has those relationships and connections with the girls. And correct me if I'm wrong too, was something that might be a little bit different in terms of contact with players. Herkimer for school, for the, um, educational side, you guys are still in school. I mean, yep. y- you guys didn't go the full remote, at least for this year. So yeah. y- you guys are still having contact with, with the girls in terms of in school. So, and I know she's a, she's a 12th grade, yep. um, social and economics. So that's got to be able to help too, to some degree. I don't know. I, I don't know how much basketball gets done in the classroom. Um, yeah. probably not a lot. Yeah. Get, you know, the contact is still there where there are other places that are still fully remote where you have no contact until, you know, coming in. Yeah. You know, um, we, Herkimer has done an amazing job keeping the kids in the classroom this year. Like all of the planning and preparation they did, it truly paid off because we have had our kids in the classroom all year. Um, I teach in the middle school, so I teach seventh grade and I, this year don't really get to see high schoolers as much because, you know, we have to like keep in our, into our classrooms and all that stuff. But Scalise, she does work with seniors and she sees them at least twice a week because they have cohorts. They go twice in person. So I'm, I'm sure that she keeps up with them in school. So it's good, you know, like I'm in the building, she's in the building. So it's just that added layer on, you know, getting to know these players. Right. And because again, you know, there are some schools where there's no contact because they're all right. out. So that's, you know, and again, knowing Herkimer being 
went to high school there and knowing people that are there, I think that's something that's been different. And you aptly point out that there's yes. a great plan that was put in place and was able to execute because there's never been a, you know, any, any major issue there, which says a lot of what the plan was. So, right. Right. Tons in, of preparation in terms of, uh, preparation too, since the big, uh, the big con um, the big topic right now is all COVID COVID COVID. Um, mm -hmm. hopefully we're getting on the back swing of that where, we can find out whatever normal is going to look like on the back end. What type of uh, precautions and uh, are in place for basketball for you guys on the on the court? What does uh, COVID look like in terms of practice? How has that affected how you prepare for a basketball game or even during a basketball game? Yeah, so obviously everything, I don't want to say everything, but most everything is different this season. Um but, you know, the, the main thing is keeping these kids safe and staying in school, in the classroom. That's really the top priority at this point. So in sports is just an added bonus. So we do everything we possibly can to to keep safe. We take temperatures before practice. They fill out um, forms just attesting like they haven't had any contact and all that stuff. And, you know, before games, we don't really we don't shake the team's hands and all of that stuff. It's so different in the masks. We are pretty strict with the masks, um, but it's, it's for the best. We, you know, want the safety first and that's really all it comes down to. So practices look a bit different. Um, you know, water breaks, everybody has to be more than six feet apart. And that's really how our benches are at games too. And every, like the chairs are staggered, parents don't get to go, all the games are live streamed. So like that whole element of it is a bit different. Like the atmosphere in the gym is, I think that's like the main change for us this year, not having fans and not really being able to sit close to each other on the bench. I think that's, that's one of the biggest changes that I notice. Um, and that really, that's just an adjustment. But like I said, it's, it's just great that we get to play. Yeah. And, and we were talking before, you know, offline back in, you know, fall, are we actually going to have basketball? And I, I think we both agreed at that point that it, it looked it looked dim where we were going to get there. So the fact that we're here and it's actually happening is, one, kind of like a miracle, but two, it's nice to be able to have to go back to. It gives you a sense of normal, even though everything is different to a lot of degree. It, it gives, yeah. it gives you know, some sense of normalcy and, and, quite frankly, something to do with everything else still being, you know, not all there. Um, what yeah, is, exactly. What is your season? Uh, what does your season look like? What games do you have circled? Um, what are you hoping for? Expectations? Yeah, um, we got off to a bit of a rough start. Our first two games were losses, but I, I think that's just going to come the nature of this season. Like we have to progress and get better as we go. We have to, you know, we play the same teams back to back. So it's like Monday we'll play or the same team and Wednesday we'll, we'll play them again. We play them home and then away or vice versa. So it's really just like trying to adjust on the fly because our practices, our practice times are shorter. We have less practices and games are so jam packed that um, I think our expectations, like obviously we want to win. Um, it's a varsity level, you know, varsity level basketball that, that is at the forefront of our mind, but also like, just trying to enjoy this season because these kids have been stripped of, of so much um, in the last year or so. So, you know, I think just trying to like just enjoy the fact that they get to play basketball. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. And, and it, the big thing too is, is what I'm looking forward to is at least kind of looking for next year is we're going to break in a new gym and that's got to be, you know, interesting because yes. either way we would have been in the elementary school for mm -hmm. what we do so it's going to be a 
it's going to be nice for the the juniors this year and the underclassmen that are still on the team, you know, looking a little forward looking to uh, a, a new gym next year. Yeah, absolutely. Playing in elementary school this year is different, but um, it does give the underclassmen something to look forward to and hopefully like a bit more normalcy next year. I do feel bad for the seniors, but um, we're they're making the most of it. And I really applaud them for that. Absolutely. Um, what advice as a player from either uh, either coach, Coach Munger or Coach, how do you say his name? Kamino. Thank you. Yeah. Is something that you hated at the time or a drill that you hated at the time or whatever as a player where you were like, I just can't believe that we're doing this. And now as a coach, you understand and you use being a coach. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would say um, one of the, there's a few. So a couple different aspects. <laughs> one of the main things that, you know, Coach Munger and my softball coach, Coach Paraguy, who's now my athletic director, used to always drill in our heads like 10 minutes early or you're late 10 minutes early or you're late and I never used to understand like why do I have to be 10 minutes early and now in the future like when I'm, I'm a working professional and I expect my players to show up five to ten minutes early and it just makes all the difference and at the time I was like this is so silly why do I need to show up early but it's so good to be prepared and I have that ingrained in my head like if I am not at a place five to 10 minutes early, I, I sort of freak out a little bit. So I can thank Coach Munger and um, Coach Paraguy, who was my softball coach and JV basketball coach for that one. Um, in a more like basketball related note, I would say one of the main things that Coach Munger and my college coach, Coach Kamino, basically, um, they always used to drill in my head is it's okay to miss a shot or make a turnover, but it's, it doesn't matter the mistake you make. It's how you react to that. And that is something that I really always try to tell my players. Like it, everybody is going to make mistakes. You know, you're never going to shoot a hundred percent. You're pretty much never going to have a game where you don't have a turnover or a travel or whatever, but it's really just how you can move on from that. And I used to, in, in high school, more than college um, in high school, I used to get really down if I would, you know, turn the ball over to the other team and coach Munger would look at me and say you're fine move on and I would just get so in my own head and I see that with some of my players so I know from a personal ask like a personal experience that you know it's better to stop this before it gets worse and really just tell them that it is okay to make a mistake but it's I don't mind if you miss a shot it's how you react to that if you miss a shot and you're walking down the court because you're upset then I'm going to get mad. If you miss a shot and you sprint back on defense, I'm going to be totally fine with that. So I think that's something that my high school coach and my college coach used to tell me, like, it's okay to make a mistake. Just your reaction to it makes all the difference. So I would say those are the, those are the two main things. Also um, in high school and college, when we would do sprints, touching the line, like we would have to read, we'd have to redo a, a sprint or whatever drill. If we didn't touch the end line, and I used to get so mad because I was probably the one who didn't have their toe touch the line or my hand touch the line. And now I make my players redo it. I, I watch the lines like a hawk. And I'm like, why am I doing this? It's like ingrained in my head. Like, touch the line. It's like a right of evolutionary passage <laughs> yeah, being it's a coach. So, it's, it's so bothersome from a coaching aspect. And I, I totally understand why my coaches made me do that. But it used to frustrate me so bad. I think probably the thing I want to know is, you know, are you the same as Coach Munger on the, along the sideline, <laughs> animated and vocal? Um, oh, I would say 
Yes. Um, I think Rob can answer that as well. He's seen me in action, but I think um, it's just so ingrained in my head. Like I, I always had that coach on the sideline, like harping in my ear, like, Oh, there's a watch the backside, you know, uh, big hands and all that stuff. So I really, I think just, I just do it naturally because that's what I always had. So I would say Rob can give you an answer for that because I'm kind of like in a daze when I'm coaching, but I would say, yes, I'm, I'm a little bit, animated yeah. well i i've threatened to uh mike coach munker on that yeah. oh, that'd be hilarious <laughs> yeah. that would be so and she said oh absolutely not yeah no <laughs> i i would say that there's a lot of similarities kelly's a lot less i don't want to say angry but angry about it um but yeah they they both definitely are um you, you can definitely see how the cloth was cut on that one. I wanted to see if she'd picked up those habits. Yes. Some, yeah, some of them, energetic. yes. Yes. <laughs> not, not as, not as, I would say as angry, but, you know. I can't really, I can't sit down when I coach. I try. No, you can't. I try to, like, calm myself down, but then I get right back up, and I'm, like, pacing back and forth down the sidelines. Yeah, that's, and, and, and I, I will say, you know, one of the, one of the fun things, and a, a quick Coach Munger story is, is that, you know, it was my second or third year in, and, Back in the day, I, I think the evolution of high school sports has changed a little bit, and Gus Macker was something that you all had circled on your um, your calendars for the summer. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends from Mohawk, Lexi Johnson, was going down there, and she's like, you should come down and, and join us. I'm like, okay, I've got nothing to do. So I went down to the Gus Macker tournament, and Coach Munger was there, and, I, and I'm figuring she's, she's coaching. Mm-hmm. Nope, she's playing. She was out on the court doing Gus yeah. Macker, just dropping awesome. them, and it, it was it was awesome to watch. And you know, she's she's obviously one of the, she's got a great history in Little Falls here. Oh, she's got yeah. a, a great record, great coach, well respected. Uh, you know, and her her teams will go to war for her. you being oh, one for of them sure. for the years that you were there. And makes great yeah. pizza. And makes great pizza. <laughs> <laughs> she does it all. She really does it does. all. What are your uh, what do you have for any final thoughts on on in the season? What are you hoping for for you know next year moving forward? You, you've been there a couple of years now. You've definitely you can say that you've got a program there, which is not something that we've been able to say in Herkimer for a while, which is a, a personal point of pride for me. I love seeing when my high school's got a program back online. You're, you're building, you're showing your successes. What are what are your uh, what are your like final thoughts moving forward? Yeah. Um, so this is my second year coaching varsity and then I had one JV year prior. So, um, really we are just trying to build up a program and, you know, start it from the the ground up, not really the ground up, but, you know, work with the younger levels and just have them have those experiences. So when they're in elementary school, then modified in high school, you know, that's, that's really what we're trying to do. Um, this year it's a little bit different, but in the future going forward, we just want to, you know, provide the best opportunities possible for these girls that want to play basketball. And, um, you know, we'd like to get a a few more wins, but that comes with time. Um, and it comes with hard work and dedication, not only for me, but for the girls as well. And I do, I am losing a few seniors this year, which I'm very upset about, but I do have a great group of um, younger players that, you know, on JV and some of my younger players on varsity that I'm really excited for the future. So I just hope that, you know, some of the younger girls, maybe some girls in elementary school, see what we have working in the high school and they get excited. Like I used to, when I, my sisters would play for coach Munger and I would go to the games when I was little and I used to see their energy and it just looked so exciting. And I hope that, you know, my team can have that effect on some of the younger players in the Herkimer district as well. Nice. And you guys are back in action on Friday, correct? 
we are back in action tomorrow and Friday. We play Frankfurt both nights. Nice. So Frankfurt away on Wednesday, Frankfurt at yep. home on Friday, and they can watch your yes. games uh, streamed on YouTube. Yep. If you go to the Herkimer District website, you can um, you can find those. Perfect. Well, thank you for joining us. I know you have practice in just a few. Um, and so thanks for taking the time to join us and uh, good luck. Yes. Thank you for having me. That's Kelly Shepardson, head coach for the girls varsity basketball at Herkimer. And we're going to go to break and we'll see you on the backside. Visit My Little Falls and stay connected with the latest news information and events in the city. Our mission is to generate interest in the community and connect residents in a more meaningful way by facilitating deeper conversations about how these stories will shape the future of Little Falls, New York. Join thousands of weekly visitors who stay up to date with feature stories, interviews, videos, and our events calendar. It's about timely local news for the community, keeping citizens informed about important issues, telling stories about the people who live and work here, and giving locally owned businesses the opportunity to reach a very targeted audience of local residents and tourists alike. It's a whole new form of media-rich content developed specifically for today's mobile lifestyle and listeners. You can download our iOS app in the iTunes store or sign up for our weekly newsletter. Stop by today at mylittlefalls.com. You'll be glad you did. And we're back. And we're going to do our press box segment. Uh, and again, coaches, uh, parents, players, please send us your scores. Uh, we do have some that are, and we still do some research on some. So please send us your scores. Make it easy. Just include us with your uh, post-game emails to the agencies and news outlets that you go to. And we will start talking about them and adding them. So we appreciate that. So I believe it was reported today, Section 3 is going to online spring sports, um, and they are going to include sectionals. Um, and that includes sports for baseball, lacrosse, tennis, golf, and track and field. And those are having the ability to start April 19th. Um, and then early to late June is when they're going to do the sectionals. Um, there's going to be no fee for any sectional events this year, so that's good for you know parents and everything like that. And another change, instead of doing neutral sites, whatever higher seed is for the game, they're going to be the host site. So a little bit of uh, good news here. Still hoping to get some football in there too. I don't know how many games it's going to be and was talking about how that's going to interfere. And if you're a player and you go to a practice or a game for one and you have practice for another sport, you can only count one practice. So the way the schedule is going to be, if they're, a, let's say football's online and they have football practice, and then they go to baseball practice. Only one of those counts, and it's going to be for this current season. So it's going to be interesting to see how they do that because they have the requirement for you have to have so many practices in order to play, et cetera, et cetera. So. I'm so confused. Yeah. Well, I'll, you know, hopefully we get back to some semblance of normal here. Just drop all the rules and play like before. Yeah. Let's go with it. I can't, I can't wait till normal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, continuing with our high school uh, roundup here, we got some boys basketball scores. Last night, Herkimer uh, split their uh, games with Utica Academy of Science, and they won last night 54-53. to 53. Uh, Great game. Herc was down for most of the game. Uh, for the, And going into the fourth quarter, I think they were still down, and they had a nice little rally and came back. So they split their opener with UAS. Um, Fort Plain ends their season, different county, different starting periods, um, with a win versus uh, Tamarack, and it was uh, 65-57. Richfield Springs ends their season with a loss in overtime to Sequoia Valley, 68-60. to 
Poland boys broke in their new gym with a huge win over ODY 8032. That's just, I, I feel bad for ODY, but that's a good way to break in your gym. Yeah, I with mean, a win. With a win, yeah. yeah. Take West, it. Yeah, absolutely. West Canada opens up to a 3-0 start on the season with a recent win over Frankfurt Skyler 79 to 32. That's a that's another blowout there. And uh, Little Falls last night 53-31 over Mount Markham. No, the other way around. Other way around. Mount Markham 53, oh, Little right. Falls 31. I can't read my own handwriting. I know. That's that's why I need to type these out. Sad. Yeah, it's all right. It's like a doctor can't read my notes what I have and <laughs> I can't read them. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't give them to you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Over on girls basketball, Mount Markham and Little Falls uh, faced each other and they they split that over the weekend. And uh, last night's score was sixty to forty. Yeah, I want to tell you that was I shot the game uh, Saturday. Yeah. at one o'clock in Little Falls, and it was so that was the first sporting event I'd shot since fall sports. Soccer. Oh my god. It was frigging awesome to be there and to watch the game. And it was, you know, like a perfect day. The sun was out. Yep. It was cold. But the sunlight, you know, letting the, the light into the gym there in Little right. Falls, which is a tough place to shoot because it's a little dark, especially at one end of the court. Yeah, it just felt so good. My finger got a little trigger happy on the cameras. But uh, I ended up with, uh, well, I shot about 1,000 frames. Nice. Yeah. 82, I thought, were good enough to show people. <laughs> Typical. So, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It was usually about 10, So you, you, you were in the same position that John Rathbun was in when yep. he was talking to, you know, that 42 to 53-week yeah. period of time. Yep. In fact, John was sitting there part of the game with me. Right. So, yeah, we, it, it was fun. It's it was good a to blast. get back. And, and hopefully, you know, and I understand uh, there's a lot of people out there that don't understand it. Even if it, it doesn't have to be sports, even if it's at the high school level for theater. You know, yeah, or, or whatever. They're going to have a deeper appreciation for this because it's been taken away. Yeah. So no, it felt good. Good. Jumping over to uh, Utica Comets, their games over the weekend with the uh, Rochester Americans were postponed due to the AHL COVID protocol. And I, I looked up on my way in and I didn't see a makeup. Maybe Scott will talk about that in his Marty's illegal stick this week or figuring out what's going on and when they can make them up. Jumping over to college, we've got Herkimer Bowling. They continue to improve. Women finished second in the region. That they've got set up and men are fourth. Alexis Garrison has a, had over the week uh, an 848 series and a 208 game. Those are still very much better than anything I've done, especially recently. And Taylor Listovich uh, came in with a 714 series. Over in the men's side, Tim Coolen had a 10 a 1012 point series and a 254 game. That's a that's a great Ooh, that's game. A- Good roll. Yeah, right. Absolutely. You date the Lady Luck was with you that day. Go buy a lottery ticket. Mm-hmm. And uh David Cook comes in with an eight sixty nine series. Um they're gonna finish their regular season March twenty fifth and then regionals begin March twenty eighth. Yep. David's a good bowler. Yes, he is. Little yep. Falls. Yep, little falls guy. Absolutely. Uh over on esports, there was no uh there was no report for what it was, but they finished eight out of thirty two in the recent matchup after we talked to Josh last week. No idea what they were on. Um, for the individual stats and who they've got. I, I tuned into their one of their Twitch things and, and found in one of the live streams that they did and then watched one of the recorded ones. It's actually pretty cool. Mm. It's just like, you know, not ESPN by any stretch. And, and I don't mind gaming. I, I game myself once in a while. It, it, it was interesting to watch. They do a competitive job and it's fun. And, it, you know, if it keeps kids getting something to do, especially at the collegiate level and it keeps them involved, absolutely. Why, why not? not? Absolutely. Jumping over to Utica College, uh, some of their sports for the spring. Are, the college is a little ahead of a high school here, so we've got some scores that they've reported. Women's track has a win, 81-30 to 30 over Sage. 
men's track over the and this was all over the weekend or on Monday. Uh, men's track has a win 67-64. Women's tennis uh, got a loss. They four to uh, five to four to St. John. They went down in that one in the final. Men's soccer with a loss to St. John two to one. Men's basketball got a win at Alfred University 89 to 57. And women's soccer had an um, a win on Monday 2-0 over Alfred University as well. So little college action coming back online. I know we had Bigsy here a couple weeks ago, and they said that they were trying to get him online, and it looks like they're launching, you know, full sports. No women's basketball because of what we talked last week, understandably so, but they're able to get some things online and move forward. So that's good to see. Every time you say online, I keep thinking I'm going to online. Yeah, where's the Zoom button? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. I'll be happy when I, well, I don't mind Zoom meetings, but I'll be happy when I can get back to all in-person meetings and not having a full life again. And we're going to end the college section with March Madness. We've got two teams in March Madness this year. Uh, Colgate winning the Patriot League championship to punch their ticket in with an automatic bid. They were awarded a 14 seed. They got a really tough matchup against Arkansas. They'll be playing Friday. Um, But they had a ESPN, obviously, when they do the bracket announcements and everything, they show the the, um, conference room that they were in and whatever. I think it was a conference room or wherever in a hotel, I would assume. They, they were just so excited and, and, and good for them. You know, they, they knew they were getting in, but where they're going, again, tough matchup. Coach was talking on there. They're going to be ready for it and they're going to give it their all. But just punching and being able to say, you know, we were in the dance this year, um, especially no Duke and no Kentucky for the first time and God only knows how long. I know. So it's going to be an interesting, interesting. And as a Cuse fan, really worried, but Cuse, uh, they had that one-point loss to Virginia. Mm-hmm. You thought they were on, on the bubble there and they wouldn't get in, right? Yeah, I, I think Duke uh, – so the ACC championship happens, Duke pulls out. Syracuse loses to Virginia by one point. Duke says that they're not going to continue in. Um, Virginia then gets pulled out. So I think some of that happened. And then everybody was saying, well, Duke's a bubble team too. But looking at how Joe Lenardi's bracket was out, I don't think they were, would have been in any way. Um, so we could have been looking at Duke not being in the tournament regardless of the COVID stuff that they had going on. But they look really good against Virginia, even in a loss. And I know no moral victories, but it was a buzzer beater by Virginia for a three to go ahead. Um, and so I think that did it. And they're in the dance. They got an 11 seed, and uh, they'll be playing first round San Diego State. Listening to um, some of the ESPN and Fox Sports just around the whole tournament, because obviously, you know, tournament's back. Buddy Bayheim's averaging 22 points with four threes a game. And the San Diego coach was talking about what their matchup looks like. And he visibly looked worried and said something to the effect that they haven't played a 2-3 zone at all this year. So maybe maybe Jim Bayheim can do his magic again in the dance. I, I, you know, tough first round. Obviously, you know, this year, no, they're all in one place, too. They're doing the, they're doing the, uh, the bubble style like the NBA. Everybody's yeah. going to, I believe it's Indiana or Indianapolis or wherever it is, and they're all these courts are open, and they're going to have games after games, so it's it's good to watch. Well, instead of wearing green tomorrow, start wearing orange. You know it. Yep. You know it. And they'll be playing, I believe it's Friday, the, the full – today at 6 o'clock, so we're recording today on Tuesday. 6 o'clock today or 7 o'clock is the last time that teams can pull, and then they're going to set the schedules moving forward. So we'll know after – you know, by the time you all are listening to this, you'll know the schedule games will have already started. Jumping over into just the roundup around the region here, Diamond Dogs announced their schedule this week. I know that was reported here at My Little Falls. And uh, looking forward to a season with Travis and, and his uh, his outfit over there. And You know what he did that I don't like? What? I'm going to hammer him on this. 
All the games are at 6.45 start. E. Okay, and through the year, sometimes those Saturday games, he'd do the five. And the reason I talk about that is because of the angle of the sun if you're shooting the game. Oh, yeah. It always is in my head. The lighting at Vets Field is, is tough Especially when it gets dark. Mother Nature doesn't help either, does she? Yeah, no. And so I loved those 5 p.m. games because I'd have enough light to shoot the whole game. Right. Yeah, now they're all 645. Travis, Travis, my boy. We'll have to give him a call. Yep. Um, NFL draft coming up and uh, pro day coming up as well. Um, Drew Brees announced he's retiring. I know. Wow, 20 years. 20 years. Yep. 15 in New Orleans, and then I think yep. it was with the Chargers before that. Yeah. Now that's uh, and a story. Yeah, yeah. It, it's. I watched him as a high school star. Did you really? Westlake, yep. Nice. My business... Uh, at the time was IBT Technologies in Austin, Texas, which our building was, we could hear their games. We were that close to the field. No way. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a cool time to be nice. in Austin. I, did, I didn't he, know that. He was a big time star. Little, little personal connection there. I yep. had no idea. I thought I'd give you some sports trivia. I love it. Love it. You know? And you didn't have to read off my sheet for that one I either. I didn't. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Formula One, I know Big Z and I have talked a little bit too. Uh, starts up at the end of the month. Really looking forward to the season that they've got. Some of the new cars they got are just so sharp. I mean, the engineering that goes into these things is just amazing. And uh, a little NASCAR plug, Martin, Martin Truex, excuse me, wins in Phoenix over the weekend. That plugs for a friend of mine at church. Uh, he had COVID and he's doing better. He's out of the hospital and he's home. So Dick Eisman, that one's for you with a NASCAR update. For updates and highlights throughout the week, find us on Facebook at Sports Beat with Rob Drum. For all your local sports news and our podcast home, find us on mylittlefalls.com. For Rob Drum here with Dave Warner, we'll see you next week.